Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Bible in Order, where we are chronologically going through the entire Bible in one year. Today's reading for April 11th is 1 Samuel chapters 13 and 14. Saul has been established as king. Jonathan has had a successful battle. Jonathan is Saul's son, of course. He's had a successful battle against the Philistines. And the Philistines have been provoked. And now they are coming up to encamp around and wait for war against the Israelites. And the Israelites are scared. Let's take a moment and talk about Saul and what he represents. Now, granted, he is the first king of Israel. He was anointed by Samuel because God told Samuel to anoint him. He was chosen. Even from the time he was born and when he was growing up, he had already been chosen by God, although he didn't know it. His family didn't know it. But there was a reason that he stood shoulders, head and shoulders above every other man in the country 3,000 years ago. The average height back then was around 5'5 to 5'8, some people believe, general consensus. So Saul was probably somewhere between 6'3 and 6'5, which is tall today, but it was almost giant back then, physically. And yet when he was being coronated, he was hiding almost like he was afraid. And the leader is so often a reflection of the people. Saul is afraid as the Philistines are encamping around them. And the people are afraid. It says in verse 6, 13, 6, the men of Israel saw that they were in trouble because the troops were in a difficult situation. And so they hid. Some of them even ran and left, went across the river into the two and a half tribes over on the other side of the Jordan. Listen, when we are not established on the promise of God, when our identity is not established in who God says we are, we have every reason to be afraid. And even though this is a historical story, this is an, a, this is an historical re accord that's kept for us, it's also a spiritual representation that we can learn from today, 3,000 years later. Saul was chosen by God, and yet Saul did not do things God's way. He did things the way he thought they should be done. When he didn't see God move, he decided to move for God. And that led to all kinds of trouble. Most people believe the historical record tells us that it's been about a year since Saul's coronation when he has this first major war, this battle. Most likely, 
regardless of how you interpret the historical record, it's within the first year, maybe it's the first week that he's king. If Samuel had told him to wait for seven days, and on the seventh day, he doesn't see Samuel coming. And so Saul goes and offers the sacrifice on his own. He's got to force it. It's reminiscent of the story of Abraham taking Hagar and creating Ishmael. The child of the flesh, not the child of the promise. Samuel arrives just as Saul has finished offering the sacrifice. And Samuel says, what have you done? Because you have disobeyed God, because you have not believed the promise, you have not done as you were told, this day the kingdom is being taken from you and will be given to another. If you had obeyed Saul... your reign would have been established forever. But you didn't obey. You were afraid. And your men were afraid. Saul is God's chosen. But he's living carnally. He's using the wisdom of this world, solving his problems on his own without seeking God. Much like many of us are tempted to do today. And you might be tempted to say this is just an old story from thousands of years ago. This is just Hebrew history. But then I would refer you to Revelation chapter 3, verse 14, in which Paul wrote to the angel of the church of Laodicea. The word Laodicea, the city, comes from two words in the Greek, and it can literally be translated the people of the right, the people of justice, but it's closely related to the term the tribe of Benjamin, son of my right hand. Saul was a Benjamite perhaps one of the righteous ones, or at least supposed to be one of the righteous ones. But he wasn't doing it God's way. And Jesus, in his eternal glorified state, says to the angel of the church of Laodicea, I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot, I wish that you were cold or hot, but because you are lukewarm, I am going to vomit you out of my mouth. You say, I'm rich, I've become wealthy, and I need nothing, and you don't realize that you are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. I advise you to buy from me gold refined in the fire so that you may be rich, white clothes, representing righteousness, so that you may be dressed and your nakedness be covered. Ointment spread on your eyes that you may see. As many as I love, Jesus says, 
I rebuke and I discipline. So be zealous and repent. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and he will eat with me and I with him. Chapter 14 tells us about Jonathan's victory over the Philistines. How he spoke to his armor bearer and said, God will give us a sign. God will direct us. So he went into battle expecting God to lead him. God does. And he wins. And then just a short time later, Saul makes an oath and says, Anyone who eats today before my victory is complete, before I have taken vengeance upon my enemies, a curse will be upon him. And even though it was rash and miscalculated and ignorant, his words had power. And it wasn't even communicated Throughout, his own son Jonathan didn't know, and Jonathan brought a curse upon himself because of his father's foolishness. Our words have power, don't they? Saul says, I will put Jonathan to death because of the curse that he didn't even know about. Once again, he's foolish, like Jephthah in Judges. Murder my own child. Never mind that God hates human sacrifice. He forbids it. And the people, who are much wiser than Saul, say, not today. He's the one who gave us the victory. It's because of Jonathan that we won. It was because of Saul that the people were too weak from not having eaten that they couldn't completely demolish the enemy. Saul relents the people, it says, redeem Jonathan. And the conflict with the Philistines was fierce all the days of Saul's life, 42 years of his reign. And because of that, Saul continually, every time he saw a strong or a valiant man, he enlisted him in the army. And so the people are plagued because Saul can never defeat the enemy because he's always operating in the flesh, much like many of us do today. May it not be for, so for us any longer as we repent as we commit to seeking God with the first portion of every day for the rest of our days so that we can be established according to the order of David, who is the man after God's own heart. We don't want to be like Saul, who was God's chosen, and yet who left God displeased because he acted according to the flesh continually. God have mercy on us. Let us be people 
who devote ourselves to serving the one true God every single day. May it be so for you and for me. God bless you with this, my friends. Thank you for being on this journey with me. Thank you for your patience as I went double time today. See you tomorrow.